Write on Writers. Welcome first time viewers to the Books by Adrian Author platform. This is Typewriters Podcast, a follow-up uh, after show type deal for the live stream Sunday guest of the week. Uh, today's episode will be with the awesome Helen Garraway. I am your host, Adrian Santiago. If this is your first time with us, like, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Even if it's not your first time with us, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. It's very important. It helps us out. And uh, be sure to uh, hit on the uh, notification bell so you know when the videos go up, when the live shows start up, all that good stuff, and you don't miss a beat. Um, okay, so I don't want to dawdle. Let's go ahead and bring out our uh, honored guest, Miss Helen Garraway. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, so, Livestream Sunday flew by. It doesn't usually do that. It, it just kind of whizzed right by for us today. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I but I thought that it went rather well. I had a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, How so I go? can talk books. I can just talk books forever. <laughs> yeah, likewise, man. Like, that, mm. I, I feel like this is perfect for <laughs> what yeah, I'm so this to do. this type type of event yes <laughs> it yeah, helps yeah, yeah yeah it certainly certainly does um so because it flew by we have uh, still uh, a couple of questions that uh, i wanted to ask you during the interview we're going to get to those we're going to kick them off though with one question from the chat that we didn't get to because we ran out of time so let me throw it up here first and foremost for you uh aphrodite lee asks would you collaborate on a book with another author? I wouldn't say no, um, though I would say it's probably a very different experience writing with a different author. I think you'd have sure. to be very clear about what you were going to do and what the other author was going to do. And I suppose it all depends on the author and what you're both bringing to the, the book. Styles yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no, but I don't have any plans at the moment. You know, one of my favorite books is um, Good Omens. And it was written by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And right. when you talk to them about the process of writing that book uh, in interviews, they would uh, often say the same thing, which was, I, they don't remember who wrote what, because their whole process was one would write a bunch of stuff and send it to the other guy and he would go to sleep and then the other guy would get it and like write a bunch of stuff, rewrite everything that he wrote mm -hmm. his own way, add a little more, send it back and then he would rewrite everything and write a little more and send it just it back. keeps going yeah. and it just kept going and they never like actually defined anything together they just kept sending it back and forth until there was a book in front of them and and they, and they published it so there's there's any number of different ways that two minds can come together to make a thing together it you just have to yes, make sure yeah. that you you're clear what your yeah. <laughs> objectives are yeah yeah because in their case the freedom to do whatever was their process and but somebody and, else could get really offended that you went and rewrote all of your absolutely, work absolutely <laughs> absolutely mm. me for example i i outline flash fiction i i need structure to everything <laughs> i don't do anything without first outlining the whole thing so Yes, I, I would probably. I didn't start outlining. I've I've grown to plan a bit more, but I'm sure. still pretty loose, to be quite honest. I'm I well, am an instructive writer. You wrote an entire writer. series. Mm. It sounds yeah. like in one sitting, so I don't. And I, mean, I almost I'm don't want to, to change. change. <laughs> yeah, I almost don't want to change the way I write because I'm so comfortable writing. I almost feel like if I do, then become very structured and, and plan everything. 
it just won't flow. I just I can't mean, be able to write. Every writer does it differently, and as long yeah. as the way that you're doing it is is getting results, you're getting stories out, you're happy with the stories that you're writing, then by all means, absolutely do just it. Keep doing there, there is no wrong way. There are guidelines and 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 suggestions. Doesn't mean yeah. you have to follow them all. You just yeah, do what's right for, for sure. you. Yeah, mm. and, and part of the beauty of like learning all the rules and guidelines is is figuring out how to break those rules later yes. on down the road when it makes sense for you. When yeah. you've earned it as a as a, as a mm. storyteller, you can start going like, oh, but what if I do this? And you just yeah. break the whole yeah. thing, and now it's it's a whole other bag of worms. <laughs> uh, at what point did you decide to sh you know shift your energies into right? I know that you started in 2016 to to write the story, but I mean. What I mean to say is, when did you know that this is what you were doing now and you were going to publish books and do that? And is it building towards full-time self-published author and setting aside? That would be you know, the ultimate goal, yes, to be able to just write. I love it. I was so I so <laughs> wish I'd started writing earlier. But I think there's always a time and a place for everything. And obviously, this was my time and place and the right time to, to start writing. And, and again, when I started doodling and putting ideas in the book and I wasn't intending even really necessarily on writing a book and then it just sort of kept growing and then it became a book and, yeah. and then I started really doing the research and trying to understand the world of publishing and self-publishing and figuring out what my journey should be and and really I, I think I wrote it for me and I published it for me and then you know it just happened to be that I've got it out there and people are enjoying it too and 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 that's that's a, that's a bonus for me I wanted to write the book and I wanted to hold it in my hand and that was my objective to begin with and as the series grew then it became actually more viable for it to be actually let's do this properly and you know publish as a objective to publish it to sell it to other people as well yeah you know um for a long time i and my buddies we were working on what we intended to be a, a big like graphic novel series and uh and you know we we plotted out the entire thing together like in a writer's room you know like for a tv show we right. were all just coming up with ideas and throwing them back and, brainstorming you know, yeah. and putting index cards up on the wall for things that are like oh that's yeah. going in that's a, and uh and then it came to me as the writer of the group to actually turn all of this all of that into, into something scripts yeah, yeah to scripts for an artist to then turn into a comic book and uh, I worked on it for years uh, and 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 never showed them a single one of those scripts because they were <laughs> garbage and 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 when we got together we had a very clear vision for what we wanted this thing to be and I was finding myself to not be a good enough writer to accomplish that vision and so I decided to let me put this on the back burner. Let me write something that's just me, that's just mine. Just, just get yourself going. Get yes. myself learn, going. Learn the craft. Get yeah. to the end a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So I, I went and I and I started this short story. And then the uh, the short story was like, oh man, this is this is more of a novel. So then that grows into the novel, <laughs> and then the novel's like, well, you know, this is really more of a trilogy. If I really, if I'm really honest, if, if you're honest, yeah. And it just continues. But but the difference though is that you know. I actually see the end. I have the plot. I'm doing it well. I'm happy with the chapters that are coming out. Like, 
this it feels different because it's it's going to actually get published this time yes and yeah. uh and you know I, i'll get back to that other story eventually someday but it's interesting how the the journey again is is different for everybody and yet very similar because once mm -hmm. you have like the traction going all of a sudden like you just you can't stop it it's, yeah yeah and as i say each book you learn something new and you get quicker and you get slicker and you know what you can do and what you need to outsource and yeah. what where you need help and where you don't and uh it, it does get e I think it gets easier it does get easier and uh, and I have so many ideas bubbling that my well is still you know gushing away so it, I'll wake up in the middle of the night with a whole book plot and I'll just have to sit and write it all down because it'll be gone in the morning you know yeah. and I have I've probably got about eight different book plots in the inner folder but I just haven't had the time to even go really think about it and yeah. I probably got three books that are mid-written you know as I say one's virtually done and a couple are probably One's yeah, probably twenty five percent. One's fifty. But you really just when the like idea comes, you the have damn to burst for you at some point. It mm. feels like all of a sudden, like all this stuff just yeah. had to get out because yes. yeah. if you have that many projects, and you know, I have, as you say, a folder where I have like ideas for that don't belong in this story. They'll be in mm -hmm. a future thing later on the, down the line. But I don't have unfinished books waiting to be finished. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just have ideas for for books. Um, I, I have this one book that I'm, you know, that you're I've just got, you're, I've that's your objective. First, yeah. yeah, I've gotten mm -hmm. uh, the first draft done, and I've I have sent that off to an editor, and and you know, there's the whole idea of that. Um, and I'm looking really, really forward to diving into the second book because it's going to be so very different from the first. So the first it's, one. you know, it's yeah. a whole new journey in that one. I'm so excited about all that. But it's it's funny, right? How like um, we 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 uh, get excited about the process of right, even though it's a it can be such a headache uh, along the way and, and all of this. It's it's we're almost yeah. masochists. <laughs> like, we are. We are. We are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's even like the thought with um, Solbury that we were talking earlier and I was saying, yeah. is it a standalone or a series? And I said, I'm probably going to be a series. And yeah, although I have like, a few ideas, the thought is that actually, I don't even know what that book is going <laughs> to look like. I know there's some questions that need to be answered, but that's yeah. just the bare bones. You know, I mean, I haven't even, I've spent so much time getting this one finished because I'm about to writing to a deadline yeah. that I haven't really thought about book two but book two I can then write to my own deadline and I think as long as it's available and I've probably written for 2023 it'll be yeah. fine because the first one doesn't get released till October so I have Ti some time is whole, you know, <laughs> it is being a self-published author is not one job it's more like 19 you're doing so many different things and learning yeah. so many different skills the timing is another one it all comes down to the marketing as well you know like how, how yeah. much time you're putting into like getting the ads out and it is people. so difficult to give yourself that runway because once you've yeah. written it and got you it all done, you just want to get out. it out yeah. <laughs> but then you have to think right actually i need to get it out to arc readers and i need to get my street team lined up and i need to start getting a bit of buzz going and then i, I can need, launch it i need people yeah. to know that it's coming like coming yeah like if it just shows up nobody knows it's coming nobody's gonna yeah. get it yeah how do you manage your daily schedules to work write, and tackle everything else how do you organize yourself yeah well i work full-time so the days are work you know so that's that's just non-negotiable that's work and then when i finish which is often six seven in the evening then i'll after i've thrown something together for dinner I'll that's it I'll be straight on the computer again and that is a challenge my eyes are getting very tired is that I'm on the screen all day and I'm on the yeah. screen all night and my eyes are getting tired I need to 
I do need to take a bit of a break, but I don't have time to take a break. You could switch to typewriters, <laughs> go old school, like Alan Moore or whatever, and just yeah. go typewriter. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I must admit, I've started listening to audiobooks more now, so that I could rest my eyes so that I'm not reading a book or a Kindle and actually listening just so that I can rest my eyes a bit because um, yeah. yeah, the eye strain is becoming a bit of a, a bit of a challenge because I do, I, I, I eat my dinner and then I'll start writing and then it'll be gone midnight, one, two in the morning when I stop, depending on how much into the groove you get and uh, what you're working on really. And until this point then the words start dancing in front of you and he's like, right, I can't see what I'm doing anymore, time to go to bed either. <laughs> and then you start all over again the next day. Yeah, um, I, I usually, when, when I work at night, which is, most times when i work at night i as in work on the book i mm -hmm. work until i get that first like not off yeah. you know where yeah. this happens <laughs> yeah. and then i'm like okay it's time time to, to stop stop so, yeah yeah because and by then you're probably writing rubbish anyway so yeah that's another day. thing though i would always say no matter what you write if you cut it out of your book stick it in and i have an ideas don't fit page you know folder I just yeah. put ideas don't fit and I just stick them in there and you never know one day something might there might be a little gem in there that you can pick up again and rework and add it into your book if you're looking for something that's uh to, to fill a gap or something so yeah. ideas are never bad they just might not fit in your current book and they just might not be written in the way that you need it so don't throw them away Neil Gaiman calls it a scrap heap. I always call it the junkyard, but it's... it's yeah, I just know, have an ideas don't fit. Yeah, <laughs> just this place where pretty, like you can yeah. just dig through later on and be like, oh, look at yeah. this thing, this will work. And that's that's that. It can be a whole book, yeah, whole book like, on its own. Let's pull this thing in and see where that goes. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I saw that you have a section for short stories on your website. Tell us a little bit about your short stories and what folks can Yeah, I entered a competition. Yeah, I entered a competition. I, I was just practicing writing, really. You know, it's, I, as I said, I don't really write short. I'm, I am, my editor says that I underwrite and I write long and I underwrite, you know. So she always makes me add more words in, which just makes me laugh because editors <laughs> usually make me cut and yeah. she's always making me put in whole chapters you skipped helen but you need to write this which is quite quite fun and quite interesting so my book's always longer after fun. it comes back from yeah but that's a good um, editor but, that's really good that, that mm. she knows you, you're missing beats here you have to Me fill too, in yeah. it's you know your story is not bad it's just actually just missing things to make it full right here yeah plug those yeah in. i skip sometimes i skip too long a period and i need to put the thing in the middle little time yeah, jumps when, little time yeah jumps in there, yeah because sure. i'm thinking oh that'd be boring they don't need to know that you know i'll just um say and a week later you know and then yeah. she's saying actually there was an event in there that you need to write about you know <laughs> <laughs> see um i always i always try um or at least i i'm trying in this series to uh, have a time jump between books so that uh every book will sort of stand alone where you the character will have memories of events that happened that the reader hasn't read yet and and that'll track for all three so that way you don't have to have read the first one to, you know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. going to be little flashbacky things, a little like anecdotes of the past, and so I always try to do a time jump, whether it's a few months or maybe even a few years between each book, and, and give your your characters time to change a little bit, to develop a little further, and, and catch them a little further down the line at a new starting point. Um, but that said, within the book, it's it's a straight shot. I try not to do time jumps between chapters. It's like I try mm. to keep it flowing from like... Yeah, my first three finish. books, well, the first three books and the novella are consecutive. They're just consecutive. They don't, there aren't any time jumps in there. Um, it's just when I skip, I, uh, I skip from, I just think, oh, if we, they're journeying, 
yeah. back where they came from. We've already journeyed there. We don't need to describe the journey back, you know. And yeah, but like they that. fought a wolf must on admit, that journey. Yeah. You got to show us the wolf fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's quite funny. Um, I mean, even in Sentinels, Away, um, Sentinels Across Time, my, my one that I just released, there was a whole chapter I, which was probably actually quite was actually quite important, and I'm so glad you did um, point it out. Was that um, I? Oh, is that going to be a spoiler? Maybe. No, maybe I won't say. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I just, it was a whole event that I didn't write. <laughs> and I just wrote that chapter like that and put it in and that was it. It Oof, just done. Came, came right you know, out. Yeah, but it had to be, it should have been in there in the first place. So, I mean, yeah, so it's vital that you have, as I say, independent eyes to look at it and say, actually, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get that? I find so, it so, so surprising yeah. that for somebody who, who is writing so much now that you didn't do more of it before. It, it seems to, to come very yeah. naturally to you, from what I yeah, can yeah, it do, yeah, it does now, and I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I was an avid reader. I mean, my, I just didn't have the time before to write. You know, um, I was married, had a daughter. You know, you know, family life was yeah, oh, sure, yeah, took over. Plus, working full time, um, there just wasn't the time to write or to have time for those ideas to develop. I suppose. And it wasn't readers until make um, the best, the best writers, though, the, the mm. people who just read. And read well, it's it. You've read so years. many books. I mean, that's why I say I'm instinctive, but I've read so many books that I understand the structure of a book subconsciously, not necessarily consciously. But I know, you know, you, you introduce the characters. There's there's a middle bit. You've got to have a, a bit where everything goes wrong before you can then go right. You know, so I don't necessarily know the right terms for it, but I just know that there are these beat points that sure. you have to have within a book for it to be you know make sense to a reader and what i look for and what i enjoy is what i write so do you have um any plans to adapt sentinel series into other mediums animation tv film anything like that? i have no idea how to do that that would be a whole new area for me yeah. to even investigate i mean as i say i'm doing the audiobook for Sentinels Awaken, and I will work my way through all of the series. But again, it takes time and money, so um, I'm uh, I'll, now. If I'll I work were to my ask you, through. if I were to ask you what medium you think it would adapt the best to, is it best suited for like an animated series? Is it best suited for a major motion picture? Is it best suited for uh, an hour drama? Um, what do you think? I would say I would think it would be like a drama, like the Wheel of Time drama. Yeah. I would think it would be that sort of nice. event. I mean, there's plenty in the books to put in it. I think if you put it in a movie, they have to cut it so quick down to fit into the movie that you lose a lot of what's really vital to make the story as vibrant as it is, you know. Yeah. So I would say probably a series, like a, a Netflix series or whatever, but um, I don't know. It really, for me personally, I have no experience in, in any of that side of the business to even know how to start that. So we'll see where that goes. Nice. The but reason yeah. I, I, I ask that is because I, I think I'm realizing more and more now that when I'm writing at least this uh, novel um, series, whenever I'm writing it, I, I'm seeing it in my head like a, like a Japanese anime. You right. know, very dynamic very like fast like zoom ins and like you know big action kind of stuff but also like very moody lighting and weird angles and uh yeah. and so like it, the way that i'm seeing it i'm like that's probably the best way that it's adaptable into that mm -hmm. and so like for me writing, i think my books unfolding like yeah. a drama in your head that's probably the yeah best mine's more, probably more character led so you want to understand the characters and the emotions and their interactions and they're very much it is uh 
uh, a lost and found family sort of quest. Nice. So it's how everybody interacts and how they build off each other and how the intrigue develops. And I think you need something a little bit longer to be able to get all of those nuances and to be able to appreciate even the environments, you know, to be able to build that that picture that you, you, you build on top of each other and you keep building and building. Uh, whereas, yeah, I think a movie would not be long enough. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was originally going to ask you if you uh, have a planned ending for the Sentinel series, but uh, from from our conversation, it sounds like even if you get even when you get to the end of uh, the series as you have it planned right now, it's still open for you to continue on. Yeah, as I said, I was really thinking about a science fantasy element, just because by the time I get there, that the world has changed, you know, so that opens up a whole new sort of plethora of, of possibilities. Sure. Though I've never obviously written science fiction, though I've read a lot. So, but it wouldn't be pure science fiction because I'm not a, a geeky nerd that knows all about engines and, and rockets. And, it's, it's, yeah. It's a little bit, yeah. So yeah. it's that, that little crossover, you know, um, that yeah, it'll really be fantasy based, but it'll be into space, you know, gotcha, <laughs> so gotcha. you'll get, you'll get like some it. of that tra space travel, but not necessarily the science fiction piece. I'm not going to go and develop um, space walk or anything like that I don't think no, who knows right by the time I get there who knows <laughs> you're on the right channel my, hey. mine is a, a sci-fi fantasy world you know you've got your your spaceships and all that kind of stuff but you also have sort of your, your magic users and everything yeah and uh, and fantasy creatures and uh, and yet the the first book is a murder mystery so it's it's like it's a little genre bendy but uh, so you're you're in perfect company. The the folks that I'm trying to reach are exactly the folks that yeah, you thing. should also be trying them. to reach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are some of your major influences? Who do you uh, look to as sort of your mentor writers? So I grew up on the likes of David Eddings, the Belgaria, the Malorian series. Those are pure epic fantasy series and. And McCaffrey's Dragons of Perns and, you know, so and C.S. Lewis Narnia, you know, I grew up on the true fantasy. I as I got older, I went into Lois Bajold McMasters, who did all of the Vosogian, which is obviously more science fiction. But she's also got a whole fantasy section, which is the Chalion series, which is my absolute favorite book, The Curse of the, Ch um, Curse of the Chalion and the um the Sharing Knife series. You know, I just love those books. And then as I progressed, I gone into Michelle Sagara, who has an epic 14, 15, 16 book series going for the, in cast, which is complete fantasy and has uh, oh. wonderful characters and cultures and is very culture rich. And then she writes under Michelle Sagara that is another completely different sort of fantasy world, but is so detailed. It's uh, so impressive. And I think my books are detailed, just not as detailed as hers, but they are all influences. And then off the back of that, obviously, I read anything that my mum had in the house, you know, from Dennis Wheatley, here's me saying I don't like horror, to Georgia Heyer, you know, to, I don't know, um, Mary Stewart, to whomever else, you know, it's yeah. just whatever was available, I would read. So, and I think that helps because my books, although they're epic fantasy, you know, there are elements of mystery, there are elements of thriller, there are elements of epic battles. There's, there there's all, be, yeah. if, all if different genres come in don't yeah. to it, don't they? So mm -hmm. so you need all of that anyway. So and I think the more you read, the more you understand how the books are written and and, and um, what what works and what doesn't. I mean it's quite interesting. So I just read a, a book. I'm not gonna say who it is, but I just and I was so excited to read it. It sounded really, really good. I love the premise and the whole idea of it. Uh, and it was 
just the plot didn't work for me you know I just did not understand why the characters did what they did it just made no sense to me whatsoever and it was like I was so disappointed Because by the end the, of it. So the that's world had a so much book. promise. And yes, the, yeah. I just, oh, this is absolutely up my street. I'm going to absolutely love it, you know. And uh, I'm just de deflated, you know. It's just so disappointing that the book just didn't make sense to me. I just couldn't see why people behave the way they are. And that's, I think, that's what you got to think about, you know, when you get into your story. You know, although there's an element of magical realism and um, you, you know, it's fantasy, there still has to be a basis of reality in there that it's possible or it's feasible or the world you've built explains how it's feasible so yeah. that people can see the context and that it's that it's just not oh she just flew across that room because she could you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that is it's because it's an element or an ability or a capability of that character not just because you just made it up because you felt like it yeah and and it's so, yeah. you know you see that a lot from um you know first time writers and stuff who They, they have ideas for cool things that they wish they could see in stories and they unfortunately don't know that that's not enough. It's not yeah. just these cool little sequences and, and ideas. Like It all has to tie together with plot and character and all that. And and so it's, yeah, that's that sucks because especially when the world is such a cool idea and you want it. Yes, it, and it, you it, just it, think, oh, that you, you you so much, you're expecting to ah, absolutely adore this book. And that's such a bummer. It just... Yeah, he says no. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> Never mind. Now, um, similar to the question of your your influences, but more about their career as a whole. Like, is there an author that you, whose career you admire that you look to as as a good representation of something that you would like to do as well? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. As I say, I'm I'm sort of very interested in following obviously Lewis. Um, visual book masters just from the fact that she started in sci-fi and went to fantasy and, and had that crossover and how she managed to cross both genres and be successful in both um i don't think i've ever really followed specific authors i mean i love their books and i read them but i haven't actually gone out and thought oh they did xyz to get yeah. to abc and i want to follow the same route You know, obviously, you know, we all want to be the Brandon Sanders in other worlds and be able to just, uh, you know, just, oh, let's just get everybody buying my books for me. <laughs> no yeah. problem. Yeah. Not that he needs the money. You know, it's like, we need the money. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, if yeah, exactly. Uh, but again, it's like what you can learn from them, isn't it? It's like what you can learn from what they do. But they have, I mean, for example, he does, he has such a support structure around him that uh, he can just focus on the right, on the writing. You know, so. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So that that's I guess the first thing is to get to be a full time writer. You know, to I be was able just to get gonna say, yeah, that's, that's part of the goal yeah. is to have the freedom to wake up in the morning, yeah. have your cup of coffee, uh, yeah. you know, spend a little time with the wife and kids, and then lock a door, sit down, and write. For and just write, and that's your job. Yeah, 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 and that's your job. Yeah, yeah. like when yeah. I can get to that where I don't need to leave the house, I don't need to punch a clock. Oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to be yeah. the best. Yeah. It's Helen, just getting to that point where the books will sustain that dream. <laughs> exactly. Where like the, the yes, the, the number of books coming out, the number of people buying those books, the number yep. of coming in, the, the, the bills, it all has to, has to, it has to work. <laughs> <laughs> I have one final question for you. It's the fun one. If you could work on a project with any other author, living or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, as I was saying, you know, I mean, I think 
I think Lois McMaster's Bujold, or I always get her name the wrong way around because she's got double barrel, so it's the wrong way around. But I think <laughs> I just love, I just love her books. And and again, I like the way she writes those books that, uh, and the imagery and the the play on opposites and uh, the way she she managed to pull in so many um, aspects that mm. resonate that that drive the story that you don't realize the first time you read it and each time you read it you see something new and it's you know working with somebody like her to understand how you 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 embed that much detail into what you're writing i think would be amazing because that just adds enrichment to your books all the time and, and hopefully to a degree i do do that but i know i can always get better you know and it's having like a mentor like that would be amazing that sounds awesome that's a really good answer that's a really good answer Helen, thank you so much for being with us uh, today for Life Shift no, Sunday you for and now me. for Typewriters Podcast. It was my pleasure to have you. This was a delight. Um, you, you're, you're, you're what we call a content gener generator. You just, <laughs> no matter what I shoot at you, you got something for it. I love it. It's the best. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. You. Uh, if you want to say one final goodbye to the folks at home and uh, and remind them of what it is that you have coming up uh, down the pipeline, just in case they miss live stream Sunday. Yeah, sure. No, well, thank you. No, I've, I've been absolutely love being on here. I just said I can just talk about books forever. And my Sentinel series is, is out and I have uh, four books and two novellas out now. And you can find out details of all my books on HelenGarraway.com. You can sign up to my newsletter there and download a, a free copy of Sentinel Stirring, which is a prequel novel or novella, which introduces you to the main characters in Sentinel's Awaken, which is the first book. So you can get that for a free download uh, if you sign up to my newsletter. And then I have a link tree, which is linktree forward slash Helen Garraway, where you can find all the links to my social media. Uh, if you'd like to follow me there and follow my journey. And uh, I hope you do. And I hope you open a book and you stay for the adventure. Um, it should be fun. Thank you. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thank you so very much for being with us. Folks at home, thank you for watching. Thank you for downloading. If you're listening on the audio-only versions, uh, leave five-star reviews. Help the, uh, the podcast to grow that way. Uh, come back this Sunday, hopefully, for uh, Tim Hickson from Hello Future Me. If he needs to reschedule, I will edit this to not say this and say something else. <laughs> <laughs> but if I just said this, then see you guys on Sunday for Hello Future Me. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Miss Garraway, thank you so much. Thank you guys at home. Right on, writers. And we're out. Bye.